0: fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever and with fishing booker you can experience it too no matter where you are discover your next adventure on fishing booker
1: you're listening to the Jason Tales outdoor podcast where when you can't be in the outdoors we bring it to you Welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast. My name is Walt, his name is Chase, and each week we come to you on the radio waves with one simple goal, and that is to inspire you to get outside and enjoy the great outdoors. Maybe that's working a little harder to get into the woods, maybe that's trying something new like bass fishing or something. Every week we come to you with content, with, with ideas and guests, hoping that that motivates you to get outside. I am glad to say that I am back on the phone now with Chase for the second week in a row. I feel like we should have some like music or some kind of audio effect, Chase, because <laughs> this is two in a row. We've we we we've been kind of inconsistent with our drops and our time and, and whatnot. I know that, guys, and I apologize. We had a lot going on there, but uh, this should be the last one for quite some time that should be delayed. Uh, we got some really fun stuff lined up for the, for the remaining summer months, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, but uh, dude, Chase, I mean, here we are. A couple months from deer season, how prepared do you feel?
2: <laughs> uh, not as prepared as I'd like to be, but I like to do, I say that, and what generally ends up happening is I do a lot of in-season scouting to begin with, so it. I don't really feel like I'm that far behind. Maybe it is that I know there's a couple of certain bucks or something out there that I might be interested in pursuing during the season, but you've got a couple of months wait before that happens anyways, pattern shifts, things change, and then you're out doing in-season scouting. So I'm not as prepared, I think, as I'd like to be at this point, uh, just because of things that have been going on. But uh, I still have, according to you, about 70 days
1: <laughs> to do, to get on it. So that that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, man, we're going to take a deeper dive into that. And uh, I'm kind of looking forward to to diving into what we have left to do. I've got kind of a, a mindset I'm going to share with you guys on uh, how to plan your your remaining summer months. Uh, that I think might help people kind of get in the right mindset because I, I tell you it's quickly approaching and, and before we get on the air uh, I had only just um, like just then realized how close but uh, before we do I just want to th- say thanks to some of the people who make this show possible uh first and foremost we've got to t- thank our patreon members and boy do we have a list of new patreon members we've got to announce here here in the past two weeks we have had a a serious like flurry of uh, new new subscribers and we're glad to have each and every one of you. I'm proud to say that every one of the four people we're about to announce have come from the state of Florida. Florida is representing. We've got Ben Lewis, Michael Wallace, Wallace rather, I'm sorry. Lance Bonsick, I hope I'm not messing your last name up. I apologize. And Jonathan Garcia gentlemen thank you for signing up and one of the ways we're going to say thank you for that is with our summer lineup we've got several florida guests i know that's something that everybody likes to hear is florida tactics and we're going to touch on that in a little bit but uh I've got hats that are going out to some of y'all, stickers that are going out to some of y'all. I know I'm a little bit behind on my hat order. Um, I haven't heard from the guy yet, but I know I'm, i got a quote coming here shortly, and we'll get those out to you as quickly as possible. And if you're listening to this and you're wondering, what is Patreon? Patreon is a crowdfunding source that allows us to do more. I've said this every week for weeks on end now. Chase and I are always going to do this podcast but what Patreon does is it allows us to do more of what we're already doing. So if you want to see us go on trips and document that, if you want to see us do live in-person podcasts, that's what this money goes towards. We don't make any profit off this podcast. Um, it just allows us to do more. And we have a variety of ways of saying thank you. First, we have a Marco Polo group, which is a video chat app that you can go and join depending on your tier. It's, it's the, the uh, real spenders tier. You can sign up. We put you into that Marco Polo group, and we have guys that share a wealth of knowledge, um, all variety walks of life, all kinds of awesome tactics are shared there. It's a carefully curated community of like-minded people that just are going to help you do more. Um, In addition to that, we do quarterly giveaways, and we're going to delay this quarter giveaway one more week, and I've got a good reason for that. But four times a year, we give away a bunch of gear for free just for signing up. And uh, in addition to that, for the first time ever, we're going to host a Patreon hunt. And I don't know about you, Chase, but this might be the highlight of my deer season.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I am. uh, Ever since we started talking about that Patreon hunt, I've uh, been fired up. Uh, I always want to come up uh, to your neck of the woods that time of year anyways. Things are popping off uh, that time of year. And it seems like that's kind of where the direction's headed anyways, somewhere maybe around January, uh, time frame. So, uh, I couldn't be uh, more excited at this point to uh, be able to get to meet a lot of our uh, Patreon members and share a deer camp with them.
1: I mean, yeah, dude, it's, it's going to be awesome, uh, we need your help. There's a post in Patreon, so if you're listening to this and you're a Patreon member and you haven't voted yet, uh, we've got 39 Patreon members and we've got 10 votes. So what we need is everybody else to go in there and pick between December and January, and we're going to do our best to accommodate everybody, but we're going to host a Patreon hunt up on the coast. Uh, Everybody's welcome to come up and hunt, and we're going to do a scouting series that builds up to that point where we break down that public land series with the Brett Mashburn both from an aerial standpoint then he and I are going to go scout it on the ground we're going to put out trail cameras Craig Croom is is going to partner up with us as well and he's got an arsenal of trail cameras I mean there's we're throwing all kinds of resources at that I have rumors uh, that some of our sponsors are, are trying to clear their schedule and make it if they can so um, that's the beginning of show season. So they may not be able to, but we are working to make this a big event. And nonetheless, regardless of who comes, if you're a Patreon member, no matter what your tier is, you're welcome to come to the hunt, hang out with us. It's going to be for a weekend. It looks like, and, uh, it, it's going to be a rip roaring good time. Cause every time that we have sat down with a couple of the Patreon members, we've just last laughed, laughed our butts off. And I can't imagine if we get a group of y- of these, of, you know, a huge group of these guys together, that it's not going to be just an absolute blast. Yeah. Yeah.
2: There, there's no doubt about it. Um, every time I've met quite a few of our Patreon members just through travels or maybe needing to help with something with my bow or whatever, great group of guys. Uh, it, I think it's going to be, uh, an awesome time and maybe, heck, maybe we can even get uh, Chuck to come down from PA for this hunt. Who oh, knows?
1: I'm telling you, I mean, he's not doing anything in January. I mean, it to hear him tell it, it's, you know, six feet of snow and, And, you know, the power grid's failing. I mean, it's just a a vacation for him to come down here.
2: Oh, yeah, no doubt. (laughs) He'd probably be wearing shorts and a (laughs) T-shirt.
1: Yeah, he probably would. (laughs) So, uh, guys, stay tuned for that. Go vote. Uh, we'd love to, to have your input over there about when and uh, we'll start lining this up as quickly as possible because we're going to reserve some campsites and uh, we're going to try and announce a, a period of time as quickly as possible to get ahead of this so that, uh, you know, we can we can either get campsites or a big Airbnb or whatever. We'll figure it out one way or another. Now, with that said, we've got companies that we partner with as well that help us do more. One of those is Spartan Forge. And next week, you guys are going to hear from Bill Thompson himself about the Spartan Forge app. This thing is going to rock your socks. I'm not going to say any more because I will ramble forever. I'm, that's all I'm going to say about Spartan Forge because we're going to dedicate an entire episode to him next week, and I cannot wait. You guys don't want to miss that episode. In addition to Spartan Forge, Tethered has been with us dang near since day one. I am proud to say that I was one of the, the first people to to work with Greg and and call him my friend, Greg, Ernie, or the whole gang. They've been an amazing family. The Tethered Nation is a family um, I could not be happier to have their support, and we're gonna have all kinds of gear videos highlighting their stuff coming out in the coming weeks to get you ready for deer season. And I hope you are prepared. Now, with that chase, what do we what do we say? We go ahead and tell them why we're delaying the Patreon giveaway.
2: Yeah, that that sounds like a great idea. I'm sure our Patreon members are uh, gonna be uh, probably uh, maybe a little excited for this. I'm sure that. Well, actually, I'm pretty sure they're gonna be uh, really excited for this and it'll be worth putting off what we're actually going to get them for the next quarter giveaway.
1: Yeah, dude, absolutely. So uh, this, is, this is an opportunity for everybody to either, you know, we talked about it in the intro, do more, try something new. This could be one of those opportunities. You could also say that this is an excellent way to get some brownie points. Because what we've done is we have partnered with Such As Vacation Rentals. Now, you'll recall, if you were a long-time listener of the show, we've partnered with them before to give away uh, uh, cabin stays. Such is As is a beautiful little mountain town up in North Georgia. And uh, I happen to know the owner. She's my mom. And uh, she has brought on a cabin that is specifically catering towards uh, trout fisherman it is on the tocoa river it is called uh river bright tree house and it is a sweet sweet little place it's got a co- outdoor cook shack it's right on the tocoa river you walk down the stairs you can fish bring it up cook it and have a good time and she said hey what do you think about giving away a, a weekend stay and that's what we're going to do and this is going to be the easiest giveaway that we have ever done all you have to do to be entered is find such as vacation rentals. Like, such as Vacation Rentals on Facebook, come back, comment on Facebook when I announce this episode that you've liked it and you can't wait to stay at Riverbright and you'll be entered for the giveaway. That's literally all you have to do. We're just trying to to get you out there, get you some brownie points, because let's face it, man, you're going to need them come deer season. When we're done with you, you're going to be so hyped that you're going to burn every brownie point you've ever cashed, and this is just another one that you can put in the bank. So uh, for free, two-night stay is going to be a great time. Um, I can't wait to share this giveaway.
2: Yeah, yeah, I can't either. Uh, when you approached me about it, I was like, wow, um, somebody's going to get a uh, awesome uh, <laughs> a prize Hopefully one day I can actually get up there and stay, uh, at that, at one of those cabins <laughs> as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, we need to go up there. I, I think we've talked about doing a, a turkey hunting trip up there. So maybe what we have to do is, um, is, uh, you know, go up there, rent a cabin, do a collaboration. We'll do some, we'll do some fishing and some turkey hunting or something this spring, but, uh, just to give it in perspective, uh, if you were to do the two-night stay, it's the the average rate is about 137 dollars a night. Uh, so you're getting a 300-something dollar package uh, comped for free. All you're going to have to do is again make this real easy. You need to find such as Vacation Rentals S U C H E S on Facebook, like their page, come back to the show announcement with the giveaway and say entered, liked, did it, something like that. I will uh, put those names into a random draw and we'll give it away. So you cannot find an easier way to win a uh, win over your significant other and your kids uh, right before deer season. Yeah. So, so, this is going to be a good time, but, uh, we're talking deer prep, man. Uh, I I'm really excited about this. Uh, the season is rapidly approaching. In fact, when we started this podcast episode, we realized we have in Georgia, precisely 60 days from the time in which we recorded this episode and in Florida, somewhere about 67 for Chases zone. Even sooner, if you're in the Southern zone, like Mark Burton, he's going to be hunting in like two weeks. So, yeah. um, summer prep, man. I, I I am not doing anything right now, I'm going to be honest with you. (laughs) I have been focusing on my kid, but I've also been focusing really hard on getting this boat up and running because, Chase, I really think uh, I stumbled on some areas, both in Florida and in Georgia, that water access is going to take people off of, like, remove people from the competition, I found places last year that I didn't see a single person the entirety of the season on entire tracts of land, and then there are other parts of these these properties that are only accessible via water, and I can only imagine if the walk-in areas are are completely left alone that those those float-in areas, they've got to have a couple big studs on it, man.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, It's all about finding uh, unique ways, it seems like, on public land uh, to – have different ways to access. I mean, you got your e-bikes and now you've decided to step up uh, your Parker McDonald game of using (laughs) water access uh, to get to some of these areas. So, I mean, heck, that's part of summer prep. Um, You're doing stuff that's going to get you ready uh, for the season.
1: You know, that's a good perspective. You know, maybe I need to give myself credit because I am prepared for the upcoming season um, just in a a non-traditional way. It's funny you mentioned that about the e-bike thing because, you know, and everybody else knows that the first time I used an e-bike, I was just, like, completely gung-ho sold. And don't get me wrong, I would still love to have an e-bike if Quiet Cat or somebody, Rambo, if you're listening and you want to send us some e-bikes. I mean, mean, I'm all about it, you know. (laughs) But uh, it it was one of those things where you sit back and you kind of assess your situation And while there are plenty of places I could put an e-bike to good use, it just seemed like I was finding places that a a John boat would work better. And we're going to do a lot of saltwater fishing this upcoming year and probably this fall as well. And so it was one of those things that, you know, once you got it all going, it just seemed like a boat added more to the repertoire. repertoire. And then once... uh, Once I started – once I had a boat and I started scouting, I started realizing I had dropped all these pins on areas I hadn't checked out before. And it's like, oh, my God, dude. I sent you – I think I sent you a text like two weeks after buying the boat. It's like, dude, this thing opens up so many opportunities.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I remember specifically you telling me, hey, man, I'm coming down to get a a GNU. It was actually in my area. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, huh? And you had (laughs) – kind of gave me a breakdown of, uh, you're going to be able to use it for fishing, scouting, hunting, and uh, it opened up all these doors for you. And I was like, yeah, man, that's, that's a great idea. It's an affordable option for sure. Uh, didn't break the bank and you also have your kayak, uh, as a fallback as well. Yep.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, that absolutely. I mean, it's one of those situations where this was a win, win, win situation. I mean, this is, you, you couldn't ask for a better situation to play out with regard to uh, the accessories that are on the GNU. I could put the trolling motor on the kayak and get to a lot of these places. So it's not like, you know, this is a, one, a one-shop, a one you know, deal here. There's a lot of upside to this, and uh, Craig Kroom sent me a lot of pins last year. I was like, hey, dude, these areas are only water access only, and I was like, that's cool. Maybe I'll use the kayak, but the moment you start thinking about the kayak – uh, in the deep South <laughs> on anybody, of water, there's some really big gators. And some of these places he was sending me, there are some really, really big gators. And so, uh, this is just going to kind of change the game. I know that's said all the time, but, uh, you and I are <clears throat> slowly finding ways to get the most out of our properties around us. And it's kind of been cool to see the evolution, dude.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think each year we, we kind of grow a little bit more, uh, definitely for you, uh, you especially in Florida, uh, not having the the experience uh, that I have or or the years. And I think that you are trying to add stuff to your repertoire, make things better just so you can be more successful in the woods. And I think that's what it takes.
1: I agree. And I think think, uh, always being able to revisit things is important because realistically, some of the areas I'm talking about are areas that I scouted before, and simply rode off. And so right. if, it, you know, here here I am, you know, I, I was talking in the, in the Marco Polo group, driving down the road the other day, I'm looking at pieces of public that that I see deer on the side of the road right at daylight and right at dark every day, which means they're moving in the timber well before then. And I realized that these areas that once were too short the trees were too short to ground hunt. Now they're fair game because they've grown up enough that you've got four and a half, five feet of clearance underneath. And those deer are still using that thicket and you can't put a tree stand in it. And if you're willing to huff it back in there and find those deer trails, I bet you any amount of money I can find a deer trail with rubs running down it and there's going to be deer bedding in there. And so I think one of the things that I pride myself on is I'm always willing to go back to things that didn't work before and see if there's new ways to go about it, i.e. The, the GNU, or if something has changed and now an opportunity is available to me that wasn't previously. And you're kind of – some of these WMAs that in the past I have publicly on this podcast that I've written off, they might actually be really, really good for me this upcoming year. And I, Dude, I'm, I'm stinking excited about it.
2: Yeah, yeah, as you should be. Uh, it's going to open up more opportunities. Uh, I know last year you kind of sold out to Georgia. Uh, quite a bit but I think with adding this canoe and the water access game uh, I think that you're going to have more opportunities to hunt because you're going to be closer to home uh, yeah and you'll be able to uh, probably get out in the woods a little bit more uh, than you did last year
1: yeah I think so and I think also by adding these these the the more than I did last year thing really stands out to me because I got a kid on the way or not on the way god I gotta quit saying that I've got a kid um, <laughs> Yep. but you know, I used to sell out to Georgia all day. Well, it might be one of those things where, um, I can sell out for the morning. I got to come back and relieve my wife and I may not be wanting to make that drive back up to Georgia. But if I've got some of these places that are closer to the house that, um, I can get away from people. There's good deer sign that I can throw two hours at a hunt and especially ground hunting because there's no setup time for that. Now, the opportunity window has grown. So it's going to be interesting, man. I I don't know what's going to come of it. Excuse me. It's going to be interesting, man. I I don't know what's going to come out of it, but I think in the end it's going to be an exciting adventure. And as always, I will have the the camera with me in hand as I document the whole process.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think that you're – if anything, you may learn a lot this season by – doing the water access route and mm-hmm. changing things up and it may set you up for seasons to come so it may not be like the best ever this year but it may Good point. let you learn a lot of new things and realize okay this is these is what the deer are doing here uh you can get cameras back there get a whole season's worth of intel uh this year and like we've always mentioned before in florida generally it takes two three sometimes even four years to get things figured out so th- this just might be the the beginning of uh something that uh, really sets you up for uh, years to come
1: that's a really good point i hadn't really considered it in that w- in that regard no, much like i kind of sold out last year and added those areas to my list that this one might yeah that's a really good point so i'm excited man and you know here's the deal the more i add spots up here that late season become reliable um dude the mo- the more we're gonna have success later in the year. I mean if I can get on deer consistently via water access in January and February, your season's either done or it's not as, it's not popping up there like it is down here.
2: No, no, generally uh, it, it's not uh, so that that may open up more opportunities for me to get up there, hunt with you, uh, create some content for everybody and uh just extend the season because i think that's kind of what we all like anyways Uh, nobody ever really wants deer season to end uh that's true and when you're going kind of towards the end of the season here in this area i mean it's just it's it's not as fun so to be able to go to somewhere where maybe the deer are rutting or uh there's a lot more activity going
1: on i think that would be a, a good change i agree man for sure so We've we've chatted a lot about me, man. Kind of like what's going on in your in your realm. I know you called me the other day and you, and you were stupid excited. You're like, man, I'm I putting out the first trail camera of the year, and I immediately felt uh, guilty. But uh, dude, I'm excited for you. What uh, what have you gotten any good photos yet?
2: Uh, it, I didn't put out cell cams. So oh, okay, okay. It, yeah, okay. I didn't put out any cell cams. I just <laughs> put out some regular cams. If more than anything, it was just like, hey, get out there, put some cameras out in some traditional areas uh, where I can go back and check them maybe in a couple of weeks to when I can, I, I had a couple of hours uh, of time and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go put some trail cameras out. And okay. I actually, I found like this area last year, that was a water hole, uh, that hadn't been in the past. So I went and checked it. And of course, all the rain that we've gotten tropical storm Elsa came through, uh, of course mm-hmm. it was full. And there was a lot of activity and sign around that waterhole. So I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to put a camera here, uh, leave it there for a few weeks, uh, see if anything's uh, moving through that area. Uh, I also put a camera uh, in a funnel area uh, from last year that I found uh, where they were going back and forth uh, to these ag fields. Uh, So I'm kind of looking forward to what I see on there. And my plan is... um, At least for the private areas, I'm going to go out, uh, maybe start making some uh, James Stovall mock scrapes uh, just to see if I can uh, get some stuff enticed uh, to be able to get on camera. And then I'm probably going to start hitting uh, my public area um, probably in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Brandon uh, Ogden, who's been on the show, um, he's slated to come up here, I think, like the first week of August. Uh, So him and I are going to hit that hard, uh, get trail cameras out uh, there, hopefully start to uh, get some intel. Um, There's definitely some areas I would like to check out uh, that I didn't get to check out last season. Um, Maybe put some cameras there. Uh, So I can foresee a lot of camera work or putting out a lot of cameras here uh, shortly uh, just to maybe kind of maybe get something velvet or uh, just uh, maybe get an idea of, hey, there's a lot of does in this area. Any little thing that may help me during the season where I'm like, okay, maybe I want to try this area out early season or maybe there's so many does in this area. uh, Maybe I want to give this area a shot during the rut. Uh, There's a lot of things I got to learn on that piece of public. A quota hunt that my buddy got, we'll probably hit that up here at some point uh, just to get a camera or two uh, out there. Uh, I've never ran cameras uh, at this particular piece of public uh before so i think that'll be kind of cool maybe uh get uh some intel that'll help us because you know with those quota hunts i mean they're three day long hunts so you don't have a lot of time to get things done (laughs) no (laughs) and any little advantage or edge you can get camera wise or just even scouting uh we now that we have uh bikes um we'll be able to access it uh well before time get out there uh check out a lot of these areas Maybe find some, because uh, we we never have hunted it during the rut either, so maybe kind of pre-rutish or whatever, but never necessarily like during the rut. So maybe just figuring uh, stuff out on that uh, quota hunt area. I, I think that's going to be fun. Uh, I, there's several areas that uh, we scouted last time that we didn't get to hunt, so maybe uh, hit those areas up again uh, and get a couple of cameras uh, working out there. There, as far as I kind of discussed earlier, is I like a lot of in-season scouting more than I necessarily like summer scouting, basically because down here you're dealing with ticks and chiggers and snakes, (laughs) and uh, it's like 100 degrees out, um, humid, um, so I don't do like a ton of trouncing through the woods uh, per se, uh, but I will uh, probably within the next month be getting a lot of uh, boots on the ground uh, trying to figure things out. And I've also been doing aerial scouting, like aerial scouting of these areas. I mean, a lot of scouting you can do from the comfort of your home (laughs) this time of year. Right. So I've been doing aerial scouting, uh, putting some pins in places where that I think look good that uh, I'll be able to check out. And I've also got plenty of time to aerial scout the area in Missouri, uh, that I'm going to. So I've been aerial scouting for that, uh, quite a bit, getting things set up for that trip. Um, so that, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, I like getting yeah, the pictures. Um, I like putting out trail cameras, uh, this time of year. I also do, uh, kind of like what we mentioned, uh, Andy Thompson kind of does is I'll do a lot of driving, uh, during the summer, right. like peak hours yep. when I think deer will be out on the move and I'll just go out and glass. Um, I enjoy glassing and just driving through areas, just saying, I think there's deer in these areas and kind of getting verifications like, oh, I saw quite a few deer uh, on the roads in this area or crossing roads or in this field or whatever. Um, I think that if anything, if you've got time in the evening times or whatever, is uh, just get in your vehicle, go for a drive, whatever, 20, 30 minute drive. Uh, Go check things out. Uh, It's raining a bunch this time of year. If anything, you can go scout the roads. Uh, You can go see where there's a ton of fresh tracks, uh, stuff like that. So that's kind of where my summer scouting is right now and where it will kind of progress before the season gets here in 60-something days now. For us, obviously, South Florida people, their summer scouting is pretty much over. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) literally in a couple of weeks, they'll be hunting.
1: Yeah, at least at least they're preseason scouting. And and I th- it's funny yeah. because I think in Florida there's almost a real significant advantage to doing all of your scouting in the season, or at least the majority. Right. The majority of your scouting in the season through through the, the like the tail end of the season. Because, you know, after we talked to Brett, man, I'll be honest with you, I'm gonna start trying to find these doe groups and figure out when they're dropping fawns. Because the the rut is so weird here, it never dawned on me that the best way to know when the rut is isn't necessarily to be in the woods, but to go in there find those doe groups and figure out when those fawns drop. Because you can backdate them, and if those do, if those those fawn, if those does are still alive, now you can start targeting specific areas, and that's a really brilliant trick that he taught everybody.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've kind of have. Been doing that the last couple of years is figuring out doe groups. And uh, even when I'm out driving, like you'll see fawns with does. I mean, they'll be out. And you're like, okay, that's a small fawn. Obviously, that mm-hmm. was, I mean, if they're spotted still, I mean, generally, from what I've heard, they lose their spots within three or four months of being born. But I mean, the, these fawns are tiny <laughs> <laughs> right. and plenty yeah. of spots. They don't look like they're fading, nothing. Uh, so you're like, okay, let me backtrack maybe seven and a half, eight months from here and go, okay, obviously. And if you're seeing a ton that size, then you're like, okay, the rut's really popping off
1: around this time. No, I, I definitely think that's going to be something that I'm going to do. I think, uh, I think coming up, one of the things I'm going to do is start trying to leave those cameras through Turkey season. Uh, because I even had a buck chasing a doe during Turkey season. If y'all can believe that, um, I just want to start targeting it because I have a feeling, I got a sneaky suspicion that the rut in my area specifically, that you you know what I'm talking about. I think the rut here is occurring when everyone else is burnt out and not in the woods, because I've been scouting that time of year walking around and don't see trucks and don't see people. And there's a lot of fresh rut sign. And if I can kind of hone in on those areas, I can hunt elsewhere. And when everybody else gets tired of this area, start to really key in on these, on these areas around me, having keyed in on the doe groups, having keyed in on when those, those fawns are dropping. It just kind of feels like there's a real like measurable success that could be had there again, factoring in the boat access. Some of these areas are much better suited to be accessed via boat. So um, I, I'm really excited about it, frankly. And and I, and I think that it the the possibility that you and I can do some late season uh, content on the regular and have success doing it, I think, is, is like right around the corner.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And hopefully in these water areas or whatever, I don't know what they look like year round. I mean, maybe it changes or whatnot. And uh, there's flooding or what. And you can find that where – Hey, like funnels, like funnels for uh, deer and their movement and like, hey, they may be bedded up in here, but they've got to move out to feed, um, things like that. So I I think if you can get in there and hit it hard, you, Brett, and whoever else goes up there, that I think you might be surprised at uh, some of the stuff you find. And (laughs) it might be even easier to figure out than some of the monotonous stuff that we're hunting, the big pine flats and things like that.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, and I think it's also one of those things that each year you, you, you build on little things, you, you find little things that stand out to you and you, and you marinate on them all year. And then you look back and it all starts to make sense when you get those photos. And, uh, I'm excited because I found some areas that were just brutal to get into, um, not fun. And and if I shoot something, it's going to have to be (laughs) something worth shooting because to, to get it out of there is going to be a nightmare um, but I found feed trees and, the, and, and I sent you photos and the ground was completely scraped back in a 20, 30 foot circle where they had just like eliminated everything that had hit that ground. Um, and there were deer paths coming in and out of there. And so um, it, it's, it's just this is such a fun game that we get to play each and every year. It never stops. I, I don't ever feel like every time I feel like I'm confident in an area, I find a new way to, to challenge a, a, a different area or an existing area. Um, and, and it's, it's going to be really rewarding when we're able to bring those stories to people, uh, on the podcast and in video.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned something that I, I forgot to mention is going out and, uh, check in your oak trees and things like that. I mean, yep. I, as I was driving through the woods, uh, the other night, I just was looking, I was like, Oh, that tree is going to have acorns this year. Uh, so there, there's plenty of simple things that you can do. Uh, and I think checking out, um, persimmons i mean a lot of south florida people in central florida uh, or heck even in georgia you found persimmon trees that were uh bearing fruit so just going through and, and checking the food sources uh, yep. for when uh i when i was out the other day um putting out show cameras i noticed that there were grapes wild grapes uh on oh, the ground man. yeah they were already dropping and turning That's early yeah yeah well they were they were dropping already um they weren't they were still green um, some of them had kind of turned or whatever, wow. but at least in this area, uh, they were already, uh, dropping on the ground, uh, and they're pretty much gone by the time season starts. But I think you can maybe put your cameras in those areas to kind of figure out, okay, w- w- what am I dealing with in here?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Inventory. It might be brief, but th- they're not going far. I think, uh, I think it's gonna be interesting, man. I feel like you and I are starting to really get a feel for our areas. By no means am I predicting that we kill a bunch of we, by no means am I predicting I'm going to kill a bunch of big deer because we know you're going to kill a bunch of big <laughs> deer. Uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be one of those things that as 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 time rolls on, we're gonna we're gonna have to start expanding our, our range and maybe maybe doing some public land challenges where we put in for a good quota somewhere and just hit it blind to test our test our skills. You know, there's that one WMA I'm not going to publicly name, but having a boat now makes that WMA that I hyped up really hard. And my buddy gave me all that Intel on that might have to be where we like strike off one day and see if we can't make it happen.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely some uh, areas kind of late season, uh, for, and I guess last year you caught the COVID. So we, I did. we, I did we couldn't <laughs> go do the hunt that we wanted to go do. Uh, and there's potential in some of those areas and there is water access, uh, for some of those areas and it's later in the season and i I think that i really just need to uh make a plan and come up there and i like to i would at least like to come like take a look at it and put eyes on it boots on the ground before i just come and strike out and go all right i'm gonna hunt here for three days with just doing some aerial scouting especially in florida
1: (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like Missouri where you can find the the pinch point on the map and then get out there. Um, yeah, the big food sources, yeah, you, things like that. It's just, yeah, yeah. You know what? I I completely forgotten that you and I were supposed to strike off and hit that last year. And and you're right. I got COVID and that completely changed everything because that dang near killed the rest of my year. Um, so, but we'll, we'll get out there soon. Maybe not this year, but because we're doing the Patreon hunt. But maybe maybe the Patreon hunt next year bounces to that other spot. Who knows? I mean, it, I think. Uh, Based on what I saw, it's worthwhile. But um, I kind of I kind of want to share with everybody one of the things that I do uh, because I think it's real easy for the summer to get past us. And this is going to sound kind of cheesy, guys, but hear hear me out. I I really encourage people, especially new new deer hunters or or, or aspiring deer hunters. Uh, anybody who's busy in their off season, uh, come up with a schedule of things you want to do. It, it's real easy in the springtime or, or po- immediately after the season to say, "Oh, I'm going to do all these different things," and it's it's also real easy for the summer months to grind you down, chip away at your spirit, and you spend more time inside, or maybe you're hanging out at the pool a little bit more, whatever. I think it's really important that you don't lose track of how close we are. We're sitting at two months away. If you're a weekend warrior, that means you have eight Saturdays, assuming you only get Saturdays, to do what you need to do to get ready for this season. So I encourage people, this is something that I do, uh, largely because you know this podcast takes up a lot of time. There's a lot of prep on, on Chase and I's part. And so it's real important for me to have a schedule of things that I'm trying to do with dates on them and, and kind of my, uh, milestones. I know Brett does something kind of similar Uh, on his end with note taking and stuff like that and areas he wants to hit. And he goes back and he looks back at his notes and he makes sure he does, you know, what he needs to this year to build on what he thought the year previous. And so, uh, with, with with eight Saturdays left until deer season in Georgia, nine in Florida, I encourage you guys to kind of come up with a list of what you have left and figure out how you're going to get it done. Because there's no better feeling than going into deer season, having knocked off all the things that you want to do. That it it, it, it takes your self-confidence through the roof. I'm speaking from experience. As of last year, Chase has talked about on the podcast, I grinded really hard in July and August. And come September, I felt like I have had a plan. I was confident in my sets. I had a lot of success early on when traditionally I've struggled. Um and I just kinda wanted to put that out there for you guys. Come up with a plan. Come up with the, the must do things that you have left to, to knock off your list and come up with a way to crank them out because season's gonna be here guys real quick. I mean it, it's coming.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. And I think one other thing that I mean I kinda have is just a network of people, other hunters that can kind of hold you accountable too. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. When you're like, Hey man, I thought you said you were going to get out and go uh, scouting this week. Or I thought you said you were going to go put out cameras this week. Oh, and yeah. I think that kind of motivates you uh, more. Uh, I've got a good network of guys. I've got you, I've got my, uh, buddy, Brandon, uh, Brett's added to the mix. Now we're kind of going back and forth and, uh, he's like, Hey man, I thought you were, are you going to get out and scout? Or are you going to get out and do this? And, uh, I think having that also kind of makes you get out there more and makes you want to, uh, go scout. And cause we all want, at the end of the day, we all want to be successful this deer season. And the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. And I think a lot of people just get to where it's okay. It's season. I I hunt during the season. That's, that's how I do it. And I know some people have family obligations and summertime's stressful people going on vacations, kids and stuff like that. But if you use just even a little bit of that time uh, to either go scout, go drive around a little bit, um, look at maps, um, tinker with your gear, stuff like that during the summer. Cause I mean, that's part of summer prep too, is making sure your gear's already. I've been out shooting my bow, making sure everything's dialed in, uh, just every little thing that you can do during the summer that, uh, you won't have to worry about as much uh, during the season and, uh, you can enjoy the hump more.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and, and that list might be simply shoot your bow two times a week. I right. Mean, the, 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 li- the list can be yours, whatever it is that you need to do, whatever you can do. Um, you know, if you're like Brandon, dude, I mean, he hunts up by you, you do. I mean, that's like, what, a five-hour drive for him one way? Yeah. Right. I mean, he can't strike off every weekend and go scouting. And so, you know, for him, it might be. Uh, painting painting his sticks and and getting his trail camera arsenal ready so that when he goes up there he can make the most of it or shooting his bow three times a week. I mean, whatever it is that you need to do, I'm not saying you need to aspire for the stars, but there's things you can do to get ready for the year. And uh, i tell you what, if you want a group that motivates you like Chase says, join Patreon because that group will hold you accountable. When I tell people I'm, I'm going out to do something and I don't, Herb is right there to, to, to poke fun at me and, and and encourage me at the same time. So, uh you know, it, it's a good group of guys. Um, I'm plugging it for obvious reasons. It's 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 a great community to help you guys. Um, but I just kind of wanted to share that with you because it's going to be here quick. And uh, I, know, I know no matter how much prep you do, you're always going to be like, dang, I wish I could have done X. But uh, do what you can within your means. And, uh, yeah, man, season's coming. I'm excited. I'm really excited.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the old sign, like, winter's coming. <laughs> All those yeah, winter's coming right. memes. <laughs> well, hunting season's coming, <laughs> whether you're ready or not.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, guys. Well, listen, uh, this episode is the last, like I said, before we jump into a Florida Florida season. And what I mean by that is we're going to start bringing on some guys uh, to talk about Florida hunting. If you're not from Florida, I guarantee you there will be things they say that apply to where you are. Uh, but the niche of Florida, it takes just an extra set of skill set. in the South. We believe even more so in the state of Florida and we've lined up some guests to get it done in a state that is known for anything but big deer, mature deer, uh, especially on public land. And so, uh, we're going to bring those guys to you. We hope you enjoy that content. Stay tuned for more videos from us on YouTube. If you haven't already go like, and subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel, we'd love to have you over there. We're going to be bringing you all kinds of content. Chase is going to have the camera on him a lot more this year. Uh, I- I'm hopefully not going to have a camera that, uh, Uh, craps the bed whenever i pulled the trigger and uh it's it's going to be a good time either which way but most importantly no matter what you do get outside and enjoy the great outdoors when you go out there and the fish are where you think they are any one
0: of these casts could be the bite it's the most exciting fishing that i know right here at hawk's Cave.